Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, here with my co-host, Laurel Boyven. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work or the beautiful work is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life with Laurel and Laurel. Hi, Laurel. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm so happy that we're here to welcome in the new year together and to invite our listeners into a really important topic to set the tone for a great year. I can't wait. And it is really exciting yeah. when we mark yeah. something new with a new the new year. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, we can do this every day. We can do this every hour. We can do this every minute. We, we tend to focus mostly on the year. But the more that we can bring it into the moment-to-moment existence, the more we, I don't know, I think it's about upping our, our consciousness level to our presence in the moment. And uh, and this is one of the techniques to do it is to celebrate, okay, I've got a whole hour. What am I going to do with it? I've got a whole year. What am I going to do with it? Right? Yeah. And I, I think that's true. I mean, I, I tend to think in quarters, not just the new year, um, mm. and in seasons, which sometimes overlap with, with quarters. But for me, it's one of these things that it a new beginning, and some people have this practice every day. It allows me to let go and release of maybe some things I don't need to keep holding on to. But but most people, I think, bring that into the new year of what are we going to do this year, Laurel? Yeah, yeah. So we know what we're going to do this year, and we're going to bring you some really great podcasts. And we're excited to do that. This month, we're calling it kind of, I guess we're calling it Mindset Month right? Is that our, yeah, mindset month. And really digging into, I know we spend a lot of time on uh, nervous system stuff, emotional stuff, um, you know, uh, past trauma and drama and wounding and, uh, and how to, you know, really cultivate a beautiful life. And I feel like mindset is something that we touch on here and there, but it's so potent a topic that I, I'm so glad we're addressing it this month in in a bigger way, and we're really, you know, honing in on some of the more intricate ideas and thoughts around that. Yeah, mindset makes a huge difference in my life. It does what for about me you? too. Yeah, yeah, it's huge for me. And so today's topic on Mindset Month is creating an abundance mindset, and I love this topic because uh, oftentimes we think of abundance in terms of finances. And so we want to dispel that right from the beginning. This is not a how do I make more money uh, show. It, it could relate to that ultimately, uh, but we're not going to be focusing on that. So if you came here to learn how to you know, make a lot of more money, uh, that's not where we're going today. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, it's- abundance is such a beautiful thing. I mean, um, it, it's, it's, it, it can apply to anything, right? That's True. where we begin. Yeah. We do. And money is just one of the things. I mean, mm-hmm. I know so many women I work with are focused on 
more, more time, right? A lot of people are focused on more money. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we set, we set our goals based on what we want to acquire and achieve, right? And all of those things are just a small part of an abundance mindset, because there's so much more to it than that. Yes. And I think that when we stay in those boxes with it, we actually limit our ability to create the abundance mindset. We really, we really kind of take what's the possibilities are and, and turn them into like a really, uh, like a one lane road instead of, you know, a, a super lane highway where there's all kinds of roads that we can take and Oops. places where we can pass and, you know, slow down and turn off or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, what yeah. so when you when you are working on an abundant mindset give us give our listeners an example of the types of things that an abundance mindset means for you yeah all right so i will begin with saying that i came from a place my my family of origin and then my sensitivity to the the, the what was going on in our household really set me up to be in a uh, a, a, an anxious and a little bit fear-based, more scarcity mindset, and we're gonna we're gonna address the scarcity and negative thinking around that topic in our next podcast. So I'm not gonna get into that a lot today, but I feel like I've explored this topic personally really deeply, and I continue to because it started so early on in my life that the the um, the impressions, the conditioning, the fear it goes deep down into my energy. And so I, I'm always like, I feel like I'm always traveling around and thinking about where am I still afraid? Where am I, where am I still limiting myself in the way that I'm thinking about what's possible or, or, or what I want, whether, whether I want it really or not, right. But where am I just setting limitations? And, and so not even getting to the truth of what I might really want. So I think that, you know, for, for me, it's been a long journey. And I, and I would say that what I've learned is first and foremost, is not to think about abundance in terms of money, to think about it in terms of, uh, the riches of your life, whether that's family, whether that's a beautiful meal on the table, whether it's a beautiful table set, whether it's flowers in the garden or flowers on my counter or, uh, you know, a car that's running and it's got a full gas tank, Uh, like just the noticing of the everyday that's already there that I can appreciate. I think that's been my, my biggest journey in turning around my mindset, uh, with that, that was attached to fear and scarcity. Yeah. I think that's so important. You know, I, I mean, we, we I, at least I did grow up, you know, hearing about what we didn't have mm-hmm. when we had plenty. I can assure you, um, but but I, our brain tends to hold that. You know, people talk about the glass half full or glass half empty, right? Um, we tend to hold on to a focus or which creates a belief because a belief is simply a thought you think time and time again. Mm-hmm. But we hold on to those thoughts about what we don't have. And that in itself gets in the way of 
an abundance mindset for me, right? Yeah. If I'm focusing on what am I working on? What what am I striving for? I do miss out on all of the richness, and I love that word, that is in my life currently. So yeah. it's a little bit of a battle um, or a dance maybe is a mm-hmm. better word for it. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. how do you appreciate and have gratitude for everything in your life to develop the abundance mindset, yet still know that there's more possibilities out there for you, right? And I love the connection between abundance and belief in possibilities, because there are endless possibilities in this universe. Mm. And what better place to to bring that into your life than an abundance mindset? That's so beautiful. I'm so glad you went down the um, path of starting to talk about thoughts and beliefs, because I do feel like this is an integral part of looking at mindset work and beginning to develop your practices uh, in mindset work. So knowing that uh, we, we think thoughts, we tend to repeat thinking thoughts when the thoughts are reinforced enough and, and we have enough evidence right it becomes a belief and then the belief gets begins to build the subconscious mind which is the default position for us of where our 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 behavior generally comes from because our general behavior generally comes from subconscious whatever's in our subconscious not because we just can't handle all the conscious thoughts and decisions that have to go on from a moment. I can't decide if I have to put my left foot forward or my right foot forward first. If I have to think about that, it's too much, right? So yeah. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. And this is this is true of, you know, when I get to the store, right? If I just if I'm if I'm so used to not thinking about what I'm buying and I just go ahead and buy it and I'm now I'm running up a lot of debt, like this is how the the habits start getting created and and whether we're conscious with them or not is how we begin to really reel it back and start to take a look at it. So, so beginning to, you know, look at what are your behaviors around, you know, your, your, what you have around you already and what you strive for, what you think you want more of and what you're afraid you can't have, you know, some of those, like those are some of the buckets that we can start to work in, right? Laura, what other buckets, what other buckets come up for you when I want to just mention some of those, what other, um, you know, for our listeners as they begin to do their journey into how is my mind creating my reality? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you're onto something. It does start with, you know, being aware of and questioning, right? Yeah. And so, you know, maybe it's the practice of walking into a room. It's a, you've been in that room a million times, but mm-hmm. pausing for a moment and taking notice of, what it feels like to walk into that room each time, like the new time, this time. Um, and and the, the, uh, what I love about the conversation about beliefs and thoughts and, you know, our environment does create our, our habits and our behaviors. And I mean, there's a lot of subconscious thoughts tied to living on autopilot, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that um, yeah. so it just reinforces things. And mm-hmm. so you know, throwing a monkey wrench in that when we can, because our brain really is a data processor, right? And takes every new piece of data that we perceive as new. Mm -hmm. 
Otherwise, it's just grabbing on something old data, saying, "Oh, you don't, you don't need to do anything new. We we know what to do now because of the old data." So really right. tricking yourself into thinking about that. That's um, great. And and one of the things that came up for me when you were talking about, you know, like at the grocery store, often, mm-hmm. often I am overwhelmed in big stores. It it happened. It's probably started happening twenty years ago. In, in the big box stores, you know, a Home Depot or a Lowe's with high ceilings and too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it even happens in the grocery store with too many choices and the mm-hmm. overwhelm of too much. Yeah. And yeah. so one of the ways I, I tend to balance that now is saying, you know, reminding myself, I am so fortunate to live in a world where there is too much for me to choose from. Right. Um, So it it could be that it's a fear of having too much somewhere in there. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's so uh, interesting. When we begin to look at mindset, right? What our fears really are, right? Yeah. So fear, fear of too much can be as strong as fear of too as fear of too little. It can, and so that can keep us from the possibility thinking and getting out of the box of the loop of where we, you know, normally travel and what we normally do. So yeah. great, great uh, for our listeners to to tap into that as well. Beginning to look at is there is that going on anywhere? Yeah, yeah. And you know, we I mean, we talked about beliefs and thoughts, and you know, whenever I'm whenever I'm talking about thoughts, that thoughts often create our emotions or our feelings, right? So fear is fear comes up a lot when we're mm-hmm. talking about abundance. But what other what other emotions might be kind of entwined in there, right? Is it, you know, can you figure out why am I afraid of that? Or is my thought because of guilt, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Right? Is there an, yeah. an underlying guilt? Is there an underlying um, judgment, right, mm-hmm. of of other people that have too much, and and perhaps I don't want to be that way. Um, so what you know, the questioning, recognizing you have a thought and you have a feeling, and trying to just kind of peel back the layers of that feeling. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I want to give uh, an example of the thought and the feeling, <clears throat> and how sometimes. We, um, we we don't have thinking connected to a feeling that is tied into the old belief. And I'll use myself as an example. So this um, past year, my word in last year was unbound. And so I had these these times during the year when I became ultra aware of feelings in a in a moment when something happened when when i was engaging with somebody and it was it didn't seem in alignment with who i am and how i think and how i show up now and i the, the couple times that it happened it was an opportunity to stay with the feeling travel inwards kind of uh, the way I do that to stay with it to hold on to it is kind of go inward and go where is that feeling in my body exactly right and one of them 
was so deep down and I knew it was way down in the base of my spine, like down in first chakra. And it was fear and it was coming up around my children and their livelihoods. And I didn't realize that I was having that experience. Like I wasn't thinking those thoughts like, oh, I'm worried about my kids. So they, they all seem fine. I'm not, you know, uh, uh, but when I noticed that feeling for that flash of a moment, I traveled in, I was like, oh, huh. And I, and I said, I'm still on a journey to discover exactly what that was all about. But my guess is that it's tied to my early, early stuff, right? Of fear of not being enough, not having enough around to take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. Cause I was a little kid kind of looking around and tuning into all of that in my family at, at an earlier age than I probably should have been really, you know? And so it really got deep into my beingness of, is everybody going to be okay? Are they going to have enough? Right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. You know, you are really, you are really in tune with your physical body and where, where you have the sensations or feelings, right? I mean, oftentimes, you know, I mean, I am learning that practice um, of a deeper embodied self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes all we have is the emotion which yeah. often an emotion, you know, a thought and emotion are so, so close that sometimes they're one and the same, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the physical feeling and the sensation of where is it showing up in your body, right? Yeah. And then asking, what is, what can I learn from that, mm-hmm. right? Before you let just the cognitive side of thoughts and emotions rule the day. Right. Right. Yes. I love your practice. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to say that, you know, for our listeners, part of the mindset work can also be a discovery of your own dance between your thoughts and your feelings and how you become aware of your thought patterns and the way that your feelings and your thoughts do a dance and then create the new beliefs or reinforce old beliefs or whatever is going on there. So, um, I think that's really important because we all are, we all are wired a little bit differently. You know, like when you said, Laurel, I I really like, you know, you appreciate the way that I'm, I have a a really strong embodied self-awareness. And I think part of it is because I'm a very tactile person. And, and then I really early on in my healing process, I also got very in touch with my energy and my physical body through Tai Chi and meditation. And so, you know, take those two things together and that's a really strong information center for me. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We should do an episode on, um, well, we have some talk coming up this spring, I think about energy, but all of the tools and tricks you know, all of the resources available to us to help us become more self-aware, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I often think about, I process things through words, right? And so it really, you know, I think the more I can learn not to let my cognitive and the words I use to process um, give me all of the information, you know, Mm. I am really intentionally looking to slow that down and develop some some new information because our body is filled 
with with data, with resources, with clues and messages, right? Yes, yes. And so you, you know, as we go into that connection, right, going down deeper into the body, I think it's one of the more useful tools of helping us develop and, and cultivate an abundance mindset. Because I think the heart and the body recognizes you know, if you, like you said, when you, when you walk into a room and you look around and you see all your things, right. If you, if you were to really hold each one and say, do I really love this? Do I really want this? You're not going to be thinking about it. Your body's going to be speaking to you. Your heart's going to be speaking to you. And that's, and that, that helps us also cultivate an awareness of what we really appreciate around us, what we enjoy around us. And that can help us begin to change our thinking maybe about how we gather because we're in such a consumer society. We're so, mm. we're so used to just consuming and buying and thinking and getting new stuff or whatever, you know? And so we don't, we don't question that. It is so true. So true. So what other areas do you, do you find that your abundance mindset and this practice opens up for you? Mm. I would say that uh, it helps me feel less attached to the material world, less, less focus on um, money and materialism, right? Because my abundance mindset, if I expand it out to what I really love and feel like is rich in my life, then it isn't so much about stuff anymore and getting more stuff or making more money. It's really about uh, looking around me and thinking about what's important, what's, what are the values and the priorities in my life? And then how, how, is, how, how is that feeling to me? You know, is it feeling abundant? Is it feeling full and rich and of quality? Is it beautiful, right? At, like, those are the words that I might be, be using. Right. And oftentimes I think, you know, because of the culture we live in and we've been so focused economically and consumerism with consumerism and, and this adopting this really strong focus on economy. Right. We have, we don't practice really thinking, paying attention to and appreciating family love, your attachment to the earth, you know, these other things that give us a sense of abundance. And yet we're, we're, we're just overlooking them in a day-to-day kind of way. Yeah. Yes. You know, and when I think, I think often about two things, um, the abundance of experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, if I'm focused on, focusing on, you know, you use the word richness or rich, having a rich life. It's the experiences and an abundance within an experience or of experiences, right? That really make my life full. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes an abundant experience is buying a new piece of furniture, right? Or, Mm -hmm. Or shopping for a new outfit. And sometimes it's filling my my dinner table, my dining table with friends and family, right? Mm-hmm. So it shows up for me. There's 
there's endless possibilities if I am seeking abundance of experience. Yeah, that's um, great. That's great. Yeah. And then and then the other thing that that was coming up for me is, you know, my belief that sometimes when we look at, or I'm gonna say myself, who's a very cognitive analytical brain. <laughs> I fight that side of it. Um, you know, I see the here and now, and I use that as facts and proof and that limits my abundance because i because the here and now is only a snapshot in time right right it's more right. it's more physical tangible so i really hold tight to my belief in the abundance of the universe or in the universe or in the world on the planet because knowing that abundance surrounds me it strengthens my belief that abundance is mine to be had as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, have one last one last thought yeah. on that though. Yeah, and that, that and yeah. I and I think this is a practice that has been very helpful for me, um, and it might be for our listeners of overcoming the thoughts of less than in themselves, right? I am not enough. I am not good enough. I am not smart enough. I am not rich enough. I am not tall enough. That one's mine. Um, <laughs> um, but believing in that I am surrounded by abundance and it is mine, you know, it is mine because it's around me. Mm-hmm. It has helped with the mindset of I am enough. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think what's helped me with that a lot, Laurel, has been um, the practice of, of, of every time I think I want something, challenging that with, why do I want it? Do I really want it? Do I want to, do I want to have the responsibility for that? Do I really want to take care of that? Um, Rather, and also, saying and do i want it right now right because even if there's something that you want that you feel like you can't monetarily afford right now or can't make happen right now is it's okay to say i i I think i want it but i'm not going to make that a priority right now now it's not the time for that for me and 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 be good with that because i think Again, it's tapping into the feeling of I don't I don't have to have anything really to make myself happy, to have a good life, to enjoy what what I already have. I can just be here now in this moment and be pleased with what I have. And and that goes back to probably, you know, when we have talked about this topic in the past, is developing a gratitude mindset. Yes. I mean, gratitude and, and abundance mindset are so, so right. Yes. And yes. Can you have one without the other? I don't know if you can now. I would, I would, hmm. um, that's a great, that's a great exploration for all of us this year, right? To really um, notice 
if you don't have a gratitude practice, beginning to develop a one and see how it begins to shift your sense of appreciation for what you already have, a sense of, oh, I already have so much. I already feel like I'm living in an abundant kind of way, right? How it begins to change your thinking. And I think yes. creating abundance mindset isn't just about, again, saying the affirmations. That's that's so that's so minimal and it's so and it also doesn't even work and if you're if you have other beliefs that don't agree at all with the affirmations that you're trying to stick in there you're you're just you're just uh, i don't know blowing smoke in the wind i don't know what it, i mean i don't want the right terminology is it's probably not pr- appropriate for our <laughs> our podcast but it's really just a waste of time and so beginning to recognize you know abundance mindset and our thinking is is about the, the interaction of words and thoughts and deeds and and being able to get that all in alignment with a sense of fullness richness possibility um uh, directing our thinking beginning to notice that was the other i think that was the other key for me laurel you know if i if we circle back to where you asked me at the very beginning like how how did it work for me or how do i how do i really work with that is i spent a lot of time in my meditation beginning to notice what was this, what was the automatic thinking that was going around in my brain yes and instead of just saying i don't want to be thinking because i'm in meditation i'm like oh look at what i'm thinking about hmm. oh look at what i'm thinking about hmm hmm I wonder what that's about. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and noticing. And, yeah. Right. There's got to be yes. beliefs in there that tie back to those thoughts. So let's figure that out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our our brain does a really good de- uh, job deciphering what is a lie and what is the truth. Mm. And so the you know the affirmations we you know I, I this is the one I use. I love this example because it's so funny. I can say I can have an affirmation that I am you know, that I am tall, I don't know, and tall and thin all day long. I could say that every day. It is not the truth. And my brain knows that, right? So no matter how much I say an affirmation that isn't the truth, it's not going to, it's not going to change me. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And, and the awareness, right? That, that just noticing, which sometimes is really hard. You know, especially if, you know, I I was in this place at some time in my life um, where feeling my feelings wasn't comfortable at all, right? Mm-hmm. And and really acknowledging my thoughts that were causing those feelings was not an activity I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that it's important to say, let's, you know, let's develop this new practice, this new mindset in little tiny, in tiny steps, you know, when we were talking about the the connection, you know, can you have a gratitude practice? um, Or can you have an abundance mindset without gratitude, or vice versa? If you, if our listeners, if you don't have an abundance mindset yet, or it's something that you're developing, but you have an, you have a gratitude practice, you know, how can you use your gratitude practice to strengthen or start to build an abundance mindset? That's a great, that's a great journaling question. Yes. For everybody. That's a great journaling question for everybody. Because if you, if you have, and especially if you've had a gratitude practice for a while and you feel like you haven't been able to create an abundance mindset, or those two things still feel very far away, 
you might want to examine your gratitude practice. I know um, I have a I have a uh, a twelve week meditation course that I developed on my it's a digital product on my website, and the very first uh, module, the very first pillar that we're trying to create within is gratitude. And when I when I take people through the guided meditation, it's it's about feeling gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's not about saying the words. It's about changing the way you feel inside so that you feel the joy of something, the pleasure, the abundance, the bliss, the happiness, the satisfaction, the fullness. Like these are all the words that are attached to how you feel when you're actually experiencing gratitude. If you just say, I'm so happy I have a great house and you feel nothing, that's not really a gratitude practice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think gratitude has become a very, you know, it's it's one of the things that we're we're told we should do every day, right? Mm-hmm. We should list three gratitudes every day. Mm-hmm. But that, as you were saying, without yeah. feeling the gratitude, the list really doesn't strengthen your your practice. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners, you know, I, you bring up a really good point, Laurel, and you know, if you feel like it's it's kind of scary to start looking at your thinking in totality, beginning to look at all the feelings that are going on in your being, right? You might want to just develop a practice where you're um, recognizing some for 10 or 15 minutes a day, right? That's your meditation. It's just reviewing, you know, how did I feel during the day yesterday or, the, or your today? And what were the thoughts that I thought a lot about? Or did I have negative thinking? Beginning to Allow yourself to have some bits and pieces of letting that information come in and come into your awareness. I yes. know we did a podcast last, uh, uh, the end of, in this past fall, about taking responsibility for your life. And for me, this is, this is the minutiae that creates the quality of life that you want, is being able to take responsibility, like, I'm feeling this thing. I'm thinking this thing. This is actually creating a certain mindset and vibration in me, and this is and and I and now this is what I'm experiencing around me because of it, right? Yes, yeah. It, it is so. You know, when we think about, you know, I was talking about experiences. Much of my experience I create, and I really believe that whether it's not a good experience or it's a great experience. I have some responsibility in the creation of that yeah. through my thoughts and my feelings and my vibration and my mindset and my behavior. Yeah. Like yeah. all of those things contribute to the life I have. Absolutely. And so, so I think it's just, you know, it's, this is why we do the inner work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is how we get to that beautiful place, you know, is, is really conditioning and knowing. So I want to tell our listeners, this is so important, right? Your mind is like, like Laura said, you know, at some point your brain is just a machine, right? It, it goes, Oh, look uh, there, there's that thought. Okay. That's fine. You know, and it might throw out the truth if it actually gets to like your heart actually getting involved, right? And going, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't feel right. But otherwise, you know, these are just thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. And you can redirect your thinking. If you have bad habits in thinking and you're, and it's really, you know, you know it's making you unhappy, you know you're focused in negative ways, you know you're focused in being afraid, or you know you're focused in scarcity, whatever it is, 
we're going to come back and talk about that in our next podcast. So hang in there. We'll, we'll be back with, with some tips and ideas around that. But to begin the process of allowing yourself to say, I can change this. I can change the way I think. Because oftentimes we feel like our we're, we're like a victim of our own thoughts and our own mind, you know, like this negativity, this bad thinking, this whatever. Um, I, I can't change it. You can. You can, but you really have to dedicate yourself and you understand, begin to understand the dance of the emotions and, and thoughts and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, that's where we're really going to be focusing this year. So come on the journey with us. And, yes. You know, yeah. And right. that's what we do. I mean, that's, that's what we do as coaches. Yeah. We, yes. we work a lot on thoughts and feelings and, and yeah. the physical, you know, um, result, right. Um, all of those things is what we work mm -hmm. on. Yeah. So it's so good when I think about, you know, I love neuroscience and I love the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's so much science now, um, that really does, you know, show us that we can control our brain yeah. and not let our brain control us. Yes. Right? It, yes. It's, it is a data processor and it yeah. receives data from external and internal sources. So just being aware that, you know, your brain, your thoughts, it's a system that is supposed to be of service to you and your whole being. You are not the servant to your brain, right? Yes. Bingo. <laughs> I, tell, I tell my clients all the time, you've got to hijack your brain. You have to stop your brain yes. in its tracks at times, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yep. Of course, there are other times that, you know, that the brain works closely with the heart and the intuition and magic happens if you can get all three of them working at the same time right right alignment right so that's yes. so that's always where i you know my, my 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 strong focus always in my own life and working with my clients is aligning 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 right word thought and deed and you're right the intuition the heart all of that coming into a space where you are focused and you know oh, this is where i want to head this is what i want my life to be about this is what I'm cultivating. I'm going to have my mind, my emotions, my heart, my intuition, my gut, like all of it working in service mm -hmm. to that. And I'm the director of the show, right? Yeah. You know, I love that. And I think it's perfect for, you know, this is what I'm creating. I am creating an abundant life, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And with my head, my heart, and my intuition, all working in alignment for me, with me to create an abundant life. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's great. All right. So Laurel, you gave a great journaling exercise to our, to our listeners. And I want to, I want to wrap up with one that feels like, um, Ooh, it was coming and going. It was like, Ooh, this is a, this is a, a good one. Yes, it is. How, how, let's say that the topic of our show today was creating a abundance mindset. Let's say the very beginning of that is experiencing abundance right now. Mm -hmm. So how can you start to notice where you're feeling abundant or where your life has some abundance? And here's the word that came up too that I never mentioned in the show. I know we have to wrap up, but creativity, right? The abundance of uh, you are creative, you know, uh, 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 being in the world. You you create things in moment to moment. What are you creating right now, right? What What is your creation experience? What is your What is your your joy of what, whatever you're making, you know, is it 
making your bed a beautiful way? Is it uh, making art? Is it um, crafting a journal? Is it um, making a great math equation for your kids at school? I don't know, but you know that like noticing that you are creative force and and you can experience abundance through that creative way, right? So starting to take inventory, I guess that's where you know I want to leave our listeners is, okay, let's begin with inventory again, right? And notice. Yeah. Can you experience abundance today? How would you experience it? Where is it? Yes. Yes. It's exactly what I was thinking that, you know, can, can you strengthen your abundance mindset just by journaling, creating a list, noticing all of the abundance that you currently have. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing tying back to the creativity, knowing that you're a creative being, and you can you created that thus far, and you have the opportunity to create even more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, mm. wow. so, off to a good start. Yes. <laughs> really, really yeah. great conversation again today. Yes. I always indeed. appreciate it. Me too. Me too. And I look forward to next time. So tune in with us next time. We're going to talk about uh, working with your scarcity, any negative thinking, because we feel like that just ties right into this so, so much, but it's also a big topic to dive into. So we'll see you next time for that. Right, Laurel? Okay. Yes. Have a great day. See you next time. Bye everybody. We're glad you're with us on this journey. If you're ready to dive deeper into the beautiful work, join us in our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation and support one another in our inner work. Did you know that we're both life coaches? It would be an honor to work with you. When you're ready to dig into your own beautiful work, you'll find our contact information in the show notes. Thanks for being with us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics that you'd like to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.